Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hey guys, it's Ruben uh, on Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. I'm here with Simi Aurora. Uh, I've actually had Simi on the podcast uh, one time before, and um, we had a really interesting conversation talking about consciousness, mindfulness, you know, and I think that there's a great little follow-up conversation that we have here talking about the conscious creator. So Simi has a new program that she's putting that out there into the universe, um, which has received a lot of interest, a lot of acclaim. So uh, Simi, what, what's what's going on? Talk to us about the conscious creator. First of all, Robin, thank you for having me the second time. Uh, it's been a great pleasure knowing you and you know looking at your work and all the amazing things that you are uh, building up with your audience on LinkedIn and many of the platforms. So it's an honor and privilege, privilege to be talking to you. Uh, regarding the program, uh, it's called The Conscious Creator. And uh, I think this is uh, something which is the need of an hour right now because a lot of us are feeling overwhelmed anxious and stressed and uh, uh, during this time of uncertainty, there is this natural um, tendency for our mind to get derailed and get into the emotional turmoil and create more conflict and suffering and pain. And when we are not in the present moment, we usually tend to you know, create, but we create unconsciously. So we tend to create unconscious feelings and emotions that are leading us to um, you know, uh, lesser and lesser creativity and more and more of uh, this this uh, feeling stuck. So we're trying to change that with a conscious creation. We want people to come into the present moment awareness and be here. And, you know, from this moment when they are alive and when they can do something about it and being aware of their own thoughts and emotions and building up certain actions which are going to take them closer to the desired outcomes of their life. Mm. And what would you say the biggest kind of evolution or net new of of this mindset is? What what are what is the outcome? What does it feel like when when one is at this place or attains this idea of being a conscious creator? Yeah. So, Ruben, I I personally think um, you know anything and everything that we're doing here uh, for us, whether we're creating the businesses or you know we are trying to uh, find our purpose or we are passionate about something in life and we're pursuing it with a lot of um, discipline and structure, what we really ideally are doing is we're trying to get an experience of life, mm. right? We're trying to create experiences for us. And the more consciously we create those experiences, the better we understand on how to create more of those experiences that are going to make you feel emotionally in a certain way. So. Paying attention to our emotions is the most important thing. And when one becomes aware of what is happening in my thought process and the type of emotions that I'm creating with these thoughts, I become aware of the understanding whether these emotions are taking me towards the actions that I wanna create or the experiences that I wanna create, or is it taking me away from those experiences and outcomes that I wanna create? So taking the responsibility on self that all the experiences of my life are my creation, whether they are good or bad, or you don't even are aware of the kind of experiences you're having because everything is on autopilot. So being aware 
that my outcomes that I'm receiving, the experiences that I'm creating are basically my own creation. And what can I do right now to make sure that the experiences I'm getting are going to be the best experiences of my life? And and question for you is that who does this really apply to? Um, who who kind of needs who needs this help? Would you say like who are the people that are really gravitating towards you and that are I think struggling from something mostly? Yeah. So our lives are complicated, right? And there are many different facets of life from our professional to our relationships. And in fact, um, something that I see often is uh, the self self leadership. You know, because that's really the basis of everything. I feel one of the one of the biggest um, um, breakthrough that I had in recent one, especially this last few weeks, is the person resilience. And a lot of us, because we were not prepared for this kind of situation that just showed up, and um, a lot of people just couldn't believe that something like this can happen. And the way they uh, allowed that to overpower their mindset and got into a space of negativity and fear and uncertainty kind of really suggests the level of resilience that we have in, with us. And that re resilience is linked to many different angles, right? It's, it's not only a professional space because obviously we're losing money. A lot of people are losing money. People lost their jobs and um, some people invested heavily into the stock market and, um, you know, market is crashing down. So there are money angle to it, but it generally also impacts our relationships. You know, the people who are stuck at home with their spouse, if they don't have the resilience to handle that relationship with, with the, that much of intensity, it is going to create more problems. So I think conscious create, creativity is a part of everybody's life. If we are not creating consciously, we are still creating, but we are not aware of the process of it. We are, because everything is conditioned. And I say that, um, um, you know, as something what we call the hard wiring of our brain. So we're conditioned to behave in a certain way. And that's the reason when the fear shows up, we respond to the fear with more fear. Right. <laughs> right. Fear, yeah. Right. So resilience uh, is a part of everybody's DNA uh, and everybody has a certain level of resilience. But when we start to pay attention to our thoughts and emotions and we understand the process of um, getting the access to our mind and finding out the gaps and finding out those negative emotions and coming from the place of the thoughts which are creating them, then we can change those codes. We can change that wiring of our brain and build build up the new wiring, which will become the basis of the new actions that I want to create. Mm. So everybody is a is, can be a conscious creator, but the people, uh, especially if you ask me, who are the people who are really looking to join this program, or the people who want to attain a certain level of mental freedom, self leadership, and inner resilience, so that they can continue to grow in the midst of chaos. Mm. So Gordon Beats has the question, can emotions be deceiving though? Shouldn't there be concrete guidelines aside from these emotions? W what is your take on that? Mm -hmm. So um, my answer to that is that without emotion, do, you don't do anything. Emotion is the basis of all the actions. Even if I want to go and get a pizza, I have to have the thought, which is leading to a certain feeling of having an experience that I want to eat, create while eating a pizza. So emotion is, is, not, uh, a, is, is not something that, um, you know, that is uh, a, a very big level thing, like an anger or compassion or empathy. Emotion is the feeling, the feeling that our body perceives as a sensation. 
So every thought is linked to an emotion. You cannot have a thought without an emotion or an emotion without a thought. But the good thing is that all the emotions which has um, underlying positive thought will lead to a positive action. Mm, nice. That makes sense. Uh, we talked about this idea of detachment. You know, how is detachment relevant for for this topic of being consciously creative? Mm -hmm. So detachment, Ruben, is the really the, really the first step because as we were talking about the uh, the importance of being conscious, and I said that if you're not creating consciously, we're still creating. Mm -hmm. We're creating right. because we are we are conditioned to behave in a certain way. So detachment is the process of detaching the self, the real self from the mind and transcending the mind, looking beyond the mind because mind is a place of uh, perceptions and beliefs. Mind is a place where the thoughts are perceived as a certain perception or a sensation. So if my mind is habitual of looking at a certain thought in a certain way and creating a, you know, a specific emotion around it, and I'm not aware of it, that I'm going to continue to develop that habit and it become the part of your personality. But detachment is the way to separate the self from the mind and now look at the mind from a witness point of view mm. and not believe in every thought that we're thinking and not get embroiled in every emotion that we are experiencing because now we are creating this separation and now we're looking at the thought from the point of view of, of a of an external body as a witness, and then really trying to dig deeper into and understand whether this thought is the reality of this experience or is it coming from the place of the past experience that I had five years ago? And I probably am conditioned to behave in this way because this is what I learned and this is what I do. But is this really the experience that I want in my life? Is this really the relationship that I want to be in? Is this really the job that I want to do? Is this really the passion? So most of us are stuck in this comfort zone and it's because of our minds, the habitual conditioning of the mind. So detachment really is the separation and then looking at the mind, you know, from a distance because you cannot be the driver of the car or, and the car yourself. If car is the mind, you have to be something else than the car. Right. That's, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that when, uh, when I've really tried to ponder or to realize this idea of detachment, it's it's actually where I think I find the most interesting kind of golden moments because um, I can actually jump into a witness mindset, you know, where I can take a moment externally to kind of appreciate something mm -hmm. and to feel that level of gratitude and to have that perspective on something where if I'm too deep into the moment and I'm on an autopilot, maybe even in some sort of a habitual flow that I don't really have control over, then I then it might not be as, as real for me. And I, I think that with me, there's a couple of things that I do in my life that allow me to do that. There's only a couple that, that mm -hmm. allow me to do that, one of which is definitely meditation. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, another one is just, you know, being being out there, being in nature and just just sometimes looking at trees and water in the sky. Yeah. And, and that and that really, really helps. And I think that everyone, especially now, you know, they need that that idea of of taking a moment just to breathe. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, I, I, we yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you talk about this idea of um, optimum energy and inner resilience. W mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? 
once we get detached from our mind and we look at it from a witness point of view, and which by the way, we should do occasionally, it's not a once in a year process. Mm. And once we start to live like that, we actually, um, you know, build this habit as well. Because remember, our mind is always going to get conditioned, no matter what. It's all because this is this is the reason why we can even do things, uh, because our subconscious mind is a place of you know capturing those experiences. So if I know that a surface is hot and cold, is because of the mind. I can dissect. I can uh, you know separate the information from good and bad and make sense of the world. So mind and its memories are the basis of. Uh, the human existence pretty much in the physical dimension. But when we start to look at the mind from the detached point of view and understand that I'm not my mind, then what happens is the fear, which is uh, a part of our DNA to a certain level because of the primitive brain that we have, uh, overpowers in a lot of people's life and that really kills the resilience. So resilience is our ability to not only bounce back, but it's actually the ability to have the capacity uh, to have the adaptability towards the challenges of life. So if the challenge shows up, am I just going to be in distress and break down? Or am I going to flow with the stride and create lesser and lesser resistance to the external situation? Mm. So that's what resilience is. So where is this deeper resilience coming from? Because you can't, sometimes, you know, people think that being aggressive or fighting with life is an answer, but that's the worst way to do it because you'll drain yourself so easily if you fight with life. So what is resilience? Because people confuse the resilience with um, the ability to fight. That's not what resilience is. Mm. Resilience, and what is resilience? Yes, the resilience is adaptability towards the flow of life. How, how deeply attuned you are with life. How deeply you are connected with life. And how do you see yourself as a part of life? And you know, knowing that all the challenges that are coming my way are for my growth. So this faith that everything is happening in my favor can only happen when we bypass the mind. So that's the reason why detachment is important because mind is an, has an ego identification with the self. We feel that we are entitled for always the good things in life and everything else which is negative or challenging is, is bad for me but it's not necessarily the truth. So we change the codes of learning and this is what we have learned because we believe, believe that fighting is the answer for everything. So creating a space where we still allow the growth to happen in the midst of chaos is what resilience is about. Interesting, you know, it's, I almost envision this kind of um, spectrum, you know, so to speak. And on, and on one hand, you know, I see this, nihilistic, everything is meaningless, pessimistic viewpoint, this truly, you know, Nietzsche kind of perspective. But then on the on the flip side, I see this idea of this unified field of consciousness where we can actually step out of our existence in an effort to connect with everything and everyone in this larger cosmos. <laughs> and we're all kind of circling somewhere in this spectrum, you know, continually trying to find meaning and to find purpose and to find consciousness, you know, and it's, it's, it's a very sticky situation because now more than ever, you know, we don't know where to be, you know, 
pessimism, optimism, you know, what is the, the true ideal? So I think it's really important that you articulate this idea of, of being conscious, being mindful, being present, but then also this ability to, to detach, you know, to ultimately find that, that powerful, as you put it, I think, optimum energy. So I think, I think that's, that's a really interesting perspective. How did, how did you kind of come up with this philosophy? Um, what tree were you sitting under when you started to <laughs> pontificate and levitate and then say, this is what the world needs to have? Because, you know, this information, this content for a lot of people, it is, it's distant and it's hard to, to connect with because they're trying to solve problems and pay bills and go through this process. So what was that evolution process for you like? Sure. So what I feel, Ruben, is that um, if I have to start over on a clean slate, I want to draw a certain painting. I want to create uh, a very meaningful, beautiful painting for myself. And sometimes there's a lot of stuff on that slate. I'll just rub it, clean it up, and start it from the fresh perspective. This is what we have to continue to do whole of our lifetime. So when I believe that I want to feel in a certain way, because this whole life is about your own experience. In fact, even when we're interacting with other people or things or situation, what we're really experiencing is not anything external. What we're really experiencing is ourselves. Can you experience anything anywhere apart from your own awareness. Mm. Anything and everything that you experience is that you experience within you, whether it is good or bad or ugly. If I'm looking at you and you're thinking of, of something about me, I cannot think what you are thinking, but you are having that experience within you. So when people talk about big things in life that I want to create, or as I said, a business or a relationship or whatever, what they're really seeking is an experience. Right. Well, and, and so isn't this, isn't of, this mm -hmm. after you? Sure. So in terms of uh, wanting to have that experience, so just simplify life. Why do we think that I want to have a million dollars? Why is it important to me? Because I want to have an experience of mental freedom. Plus, I probably want to create more of meaningful experiences for me. So when my why is clear in form of the experiences, so I'm coming to the present moment now. I'm bringing it into smaller level of understanding of why. Why do I want what I want? And when we you know, uh, really focus on the experiences, then it also brings us to an understanding that what is my experience right now? And if this experience is not good experience right now, what can I do to change it? Mm. Can I change it even? What would, ha what would have to happen to change it? Mm -hmm. Only thing that has to happen is I got to change the way I'm thinking about it. I have to change the perception. And if I'm not able to do that, how do I figure out a way to change it? Mm. So the whole understanding of this detachment, basically it's a process, detachment, deconditioning and designing is the process of the conscious creation, which really comes from the place of knowing that doesn't matter where you are right now, you can start from here, right now, from this very moment, and start to create consciously. So here's my question for you. When you when one is sick, they, they go to the doctor and the doctor says you're sick and here's what you have. When someone has not been to the gym in three months or six years and they know that they're not healthy, um, 
when someone is not investing into their education or their skill set or doing certain things, and then as a result, they're not getting job opportunities, they're not getting benefits. You know, when when these types of problems happen in our lives where something is lacking, we're not necessarily acting upon something. Mm-hmm. There's repercussions that we get, and those repercussions are very real. So my question for you is, how does someone know if they are suffering from this idea of not being conscious or not being a conscious creator? Because the way that it strikes me is that most people will not know that there's a problem here. They might have an inkling. They might have a concern. Every once in a while, they might feel this idea of not being present or mental health issues or depression or you know, lack of just, just sort of self-love maybe. But, but what are the, how do you, what is the prognosis? How do you diagnose this? Um, what does what, what that self, um, you know, audit look like? Yeah. It's really unfortunate that sometimes in our lives, um, we go through major losses and suffering and pain to really um, come back to our senses and really understand that the life that I'm living is not the life that I really want to live. Uh, it happened in my case uh, significantly after my divorce. I went into mental health issues. Um, and on top of that, I didn't like the job, though I was a star performer. But this, there was this feeling of lack, which was really strong, and that was adding up to my mental health issues further. So I had to go through a lot of pain to get to the point where I needed to figure out what the hell was going on and how do I really start to live a life that was meaningful to me. But even the smaller things, such as um, when you sit with yourself, which is also one of the things that now people, because of no no option of going out and meeting other people, people have to sit with themselves. And this is why I feel that this kind of program is going to be wonderful. Uh, but self-awareness is something that we are lacking. You know, We continue to stay where we are until and unless something strong comes up you know, and shakes the hell out of us. But we don't have to do that way. We have to be just being uh, a little more aware of how we feel. And if there is a feeling that tells you that, you know, you're not at the right place or you're not feeling 100 percent or you're not feeling um, your heart and mind is aligned, that's a good enough experience for you to take seriously. And um, I feel the reason why people allow that to happen is because they're afraid of losing what they already have. There is this fear of change. There is a fear of going through the pain of change. There is fear of losing what we already have. And that fear overpowers their desires, their true desires. So then we need to get into the process of knowing what is this fear about. And uh, that's where in a lot of people, they don't. They need some mentorship or their coaching or someone they can talk to who is going to you know, dig deeper into those insecurities and fears and, um, you know, really understand whether these fears are real fears or they're just the stories that they have created in their mind. And then we go back to the same thing about the conditioning. And this conditioning really starts from the very beginning. It starts from uh, your childhood on the ba- uh, based on the upbringing that you had, the country that you belong to, the religion, the nationality, all these things, and then education system, your peer group, the values and the beliefs, they all make up your brain and your emotional um, you know, makeup, which really decides on uh, how are you going to perceive life. So basically, the, the, I gave you a very long answer to the, to the question, but the point is that 
a lack of self-awareness is something uh, where people let go of their true desires and allow themselves to be in the place that they are. You mentioned this idea of self-awareness, mm -hmm. which I think is is very relevant right now for not only the topic that you're discussing, being a conscious creator, but also, you know, I think what, frankly, we're, we're missing the most of right now as as a species, you know, this idea of true self-awareness. And, you know, one of one of, I think, the great uh, voices on self-awareness is Yogananda. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar, but, you know, he wrote this book called Autobiography of a Yogi, which is, it's, it's a, it's a tremendous text. And I think everyone should at least check it out. There's some great kind of summaries of it or videos or e even some quotes. And there is this one quote in particular that I was just recollecting as you were saying what you were saying before, which is that, this is Yogananda, live quietly in the moment and see the beauty of all before you. Mm. The future will take care of itself. Yeah. And that that to me is really profound because it's this idea of being vulnerable, trusting in yourself, trusting in the universe and being present. And I think um, to your larger point is to be to be conscious, you know, and that if we are that and we take that choice and pursue that, then everything will take care of itself and we will solve our problems and, and relieve ourselves from um, the, the suffering or pain or concern or doubt or stress or whatever it is that we're feeling. So, um, Yes, totally. And I believe uh, the number one thing that I work with my clients um, in private coaching and what I'm going to do in this program is also about self-realization. That's really the first step. So the conscious living is only going to come into your awareness, into the practice once you become self-realized. Mm. And there's a little bit of difference between self-realization and enlightenment. So enlightenment is an experiential um, uh, you know, experience. So basically you feel that you're one with everything. Um, you know, there's, there's this uh, oneness that you experience with life, but self-realization doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get enlightened, but it definitely means that you need to intellectually understand that you are not limited to this body and mind. You are the consciousness in which everything is appearing and disappearing as an experience. And as I said before, what is the guarantee that you are even experiencing this life apart from having this experience in your awareness? Without you being aware of anything, there is no experience. So self-realization is the place to begin with if you really um, make people self-aware about you know, what's going on in their life right now. So knowing that I'm not subject to deterioration and death, and I'm not this just flesh and bones physical thing, I am way more than that. And now the science is telling us that because there are tons of uh, new studies around quantum physics, uh, the, this Higgs field that we know about, and how we are all connected to this field. There are so many different discoveries that happened um, lately about the human emotion affecting the DNA, and then DNA affecting <clears throat> the photons. So basically, it revealed that human emotions had a direct impact on the photons, which, which is a building block of the universe. So if my emotions affect my reality, then what does it say to me is that I'm that powerful. If I am not creating consciously, then the reality of my experiences are my creation only, but I'm not even aware of it. So 
there are so many different these kind of studies that I have also incorporated in the program that make people understand this intellectually as well. Because once we understand something with the facts, you know, our our mind is more responsive to adapt it and at least try to implement some of the uh, practices and the teachings that I'm going to share in the program as well. Yeah, that's the really I think profound what you said. You know, I that reminds me of this idea that you know. Newton's law where energy can neither be created nor destroyed. And we, we as human beings, we, we are creating energy. I mean, if there are, there's all sorts of extensive research and data on this where we are emitting energy. Okay. And when we, when our life stops, that that energy does not stop, you know, and this, some might argue that this is the soul, you know, this is our life force, you know, this is our bio field or bio source, whatever you might call it. But, you know, it is it is true. And I think that this is scientific, you know, mm -hmm. that, that our energy does continue to carry on. And then I think that if we really look at ourselves from an external perspective, um, you know, mirror and sort of understand that there is something that's larger, there is a bigger purpose here. And that, you know, ultimately, if we just become vulnerable, and get the coaching that we need from people like you, Simi, you know, that, um, you know, we're on our path to contentment and happiness and just generally larger purpose. Yeah. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to just understand where can people find out about your course? I, SimiAurora.com, I know is your website. Yes. So, um, well, I think I'm uh, available everywhere. I'm going to be on LinkedIn a lot more, uh, talking a lot more about this program. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, you can just go Semi Aurora and find uh, the link out there. I think the link is going to be in the main page on my website, semiaurora.com. On Instagram, uh, semiaurora2 underscores, or just Google me out. Uh, it's easy to find me. Nice. Yeah. Well, Simi, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Robin, for and, having me. It was great. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I look forward to the next one. So, um, you know, here's to getting uh, conscious with our creation our creativity. Thanks so much, Thank you so much. Have a wonderful time. Thank you.